Hi, and welcome to the Art Teacher Mentor Podcast, where we explore the intersection of teaching, art, and personal growth in and out of the classroom. Join me, Lauren Nolte, as I share insights, strategies, and inspiration to empower art educators and nurture creativity in students. Each episode, we delve into topics such as curriculum development, teaching techniques, fostering artistic expression, and finding balance between teaching and personal artistry. Whether you're an experienced art teacher or just starting your journey, this podcast serves as your mentor and cheerleader. Hi everyone, it's Lauren Nolte, and I'm so excited to be sharing my first podcast with you. I have wanted to create a podcast ever since 2017, and um, I just really find a lot of inspiration connecting with other art teachers and sharing insights. And it's just my nature to motivate and encourage others. Um, when I became a teacher in 2009, I really um, loved reaching out with others and helping people uh, with their job interview or helping them with their art lessons or just giving positive feedback. And it was really motivating for me to to do and to see the, those people succeed. And it's just always been with me. Um, whether it's through discussing um, art lessons or classroom setups or even personal art making experiences, I just really thrive on that joy of sharing my knowledge and learning from others. And um, before I talk about starting the school year off, I think it's important to just acknowledge that this process varies for everyone. And I know from a personal art journey uh, and teaching, I've had the privilege of working in a diverse range of educational settings. Um, I have taught inner city, um, middle school classrooms to more affluent elementary schools and high schools. Uh, I've taught two years at the university. I have taught at art centers and countless private lessons. Um, I have taught um, in about eight different schools now, counting. (laughs) Hopefully not for a while. I won't go anywhere for a while, but, and then I've taught in five different districts. So I feel like I have truly experienced it all in my corner of the world. Um, I've also just (laughs) experienced just different resources too, where they were scarce or where I had a lot. And, um, believe it or not, I really cherish every experience. I've cherished (laughs) the experience that I've had where I didn't have a classroom sink And I had to use a trash can with a water hose through the window. And that was whenever I also taught on a rotation. So I had to go between two schools. And while I've never had to teach on a cart, I feel like that's pretty close to it. Um, So I really just love sharing and laughing about just all the wild and crazy experiences and the good ones. So um, I am ready to get into the school year and talking with you guys about it and sharing my perspective and insights. And I would love to hear back from you on things that you do. And I would just want to encourage you and let's make this um, new school year a journey filled with inspiration and growth and a deep appreciation for what you do. So let me set the tone. I am currently lying on the floor of my closet and I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I have never made a podcast before. So um, I laughed at that because I'm 
speaking to a bunch of art teachers and art educators and thinking, I bet we all kind of feel that way sometimes. Well, at least I do walking into my classroom, uh, before the school year and I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where to start. There's just too much to do. And so that kind of gave me inspiration for this episode. I want to cover a couple of things today that I find important before I start in the new school year. Um, one thing I like to do is I like to begin planning for my school year by thinking about the end of last year. And I know many of y'all do this already. And if you don't, I would definitely encourage you um, before you start planning the school year this year, sit down and write um, a list and you can organize it however you want, but just sit down and write what really worked well for you last year. And it could be anything. It could be the lunch you had. It doesn't have to be specific to your teaching or your students or things like that. Um, and then write down what um, the opposite of that. And kind of look at that and reflect. And that will give you a great starting place uh, on where you want to put your energy energy first. And that might be a little different if you're a brand new teacher this year or if you're changing schools, but um, you can just do the next thing, which is just visualization. So I will, um, if you've been able to see your art classroom, um, if you're a new teacher or if you're um, going back to your same classroom, just start visualizing that classroom and start um this might be a little woo-woo for people, <laughs> but I start thinking about my senses. I think about um, what do I want the classroom to look like, smell like, feel like, um, what do I, I want it to be positive, okay? So I, I start there and I want to create a mood. What kind of mood do I want to create? Well, for me, I like to create just a very relaxed, calm, and cheerful mood, Um some of you might want to have a mood that is bright and energetic and um, fun and engaging that way. Um, some of you may want to create just like a moody room or um, so just kind of think about you as a teacher and what kind of mood and feeling you want to create and visualize that, write it down. So then start setting that classroom up to mimic that mood and that feeling um, and pay attention to how you have your chairs, what are in the tables, how are they going to be organized to kind of fit that environment you want to create. Um, from my classroom, I have a really small-ish classroom. I'm grateful for its size, but it's not like the largest place, you know, and I have seven uh, great tables and, um, but we kind of have to cram them all in there. So there, there are, you know, maybe not the most, um, there's not many options on what I can do with my chairs and tables, but I found um, a great organization the way I've done it last year that I do want to continue this year. Um, it's where I kind of just break up into groups. It just really works for me in my setting. Um, but you may want to um, put your tables in a circle or in a U, um, but just think about what that message is sending to your classroom and your students. So let's talk about the teacher desk or teacher area. Um, I don't really like teacher desks personally, just because they take up so much space. 
Um, now that I'm back in middle school, I do use it more than I did in elementary. I feel like in elementary, there's no sense in a teacher desk, <laughs> at least for me. I never used mine. It would just, there was just no reason for it. In middle school, it's a little bit more chill, I think. And um, I do use it more often. Um, setting, planning, and using it as like a document camera. You don't really need a teacher desk, in my opinion. It, it's really a case by case. Um, but what I want to talk about beside, aside from the teacher desk, is the teacher cozy corner. I call it a cozy corner because my daughter, she's six, and she literally tries to find every place in our house to be a cozy corner. And we have blankets, and we have um, just sheets and pillows and stuffies. And she will be in my closet. She will be in our living room. She'll be in her art room. I mean, her arts area. She has a little table her bedroom or her closet and it's her little cozy corner. Um, but really we all need a cozy corner and, <laughs> um, maybe it won't have blankets, pillows and stuffies. I mean, right. But we will have maybe a refrigerator and a comfy chair and a rug and a Keurig or some coffee or a tea or something, and maybe photographs of your family, which I need to do that this year. I didn't do that very much last year, but, um, I'm still building my classroom. This is my third year at this uh, new school that I'm at. So I'm slowly, as I'm talking to y'all, I'm doing these same things to my classroom. So get yourself set up in an area where you want to, because you're basically going to live there until May. I mean, that's our second home. So why not make your second home very comfortable for you? Make it a place of refuge and comfort. So when you're having a hard day, you can go into your little teacher cozy corner area that's not by your, um, you know, grades that you have to do. It's not by your um, telephone, just an area for you to kind of decompress. I think that's really important. And if you don't want to do it in your classroom, you know, find a place somewhere in the school. But before you begin the year, I think that's so important to establish that for yourself. Okay, now let's talk about teacher organization in the classroom. So there's different organizations. I'm going to be talking about um, just how you set the classroom for your students, um, but that it makes it easier for you. So um, I like to organize my classroom into um, the wet area with all my wet media and where I'm going to hang my wet papers for my students. And then I have my dry media. And in my classroom, I have like a wall of shelves just from floor to ceiling. And I really love that. And I'm very grateful for it. And so I store all of my dry media there, like color pencils, markers, Sharpies, drawing supplies, paper, uh, stencils, rulers, pastels. And it's all out in the open for my students to see. And um, it's all organized and they can go and grab what they need and they put it away. And it really works, works for my classroom and my setup. Um, I do have all of the main supplies out at all times for my students because I teach middle school. I think it's important for them to be able to go and grab any of those materials. Now on my wet material, my wet media, I pull those out slowly throughout the quarter, um, as I teach quarters and I will start with watercolor and then go, I'll introduce to them tempera, acrylic, printmaking. And so as I introduce it, then it stays out for them. Well, it's 
closed in a cabinet, but they are able to go and grab it anytime they need. And they know what palettes are used with what materials and what paintbrushes are used with what, what excuse me, with what wet media. Wow, that was a tongue twister. <laughs> and then I talked to them about just, you know, taking care of the sink and how to put the supplies away. Um, because although they're middle school, you still have to just kind of train them and teach them. You need to spend basically a whole couple of days in elementary school teaching this. Um, I've been there and done that, and it's very arduous. But it's very rewarding, too. Don't get me wrong. And you can make it fun. Um, and with high school, believe it or not, you still have to kind of tell them how to wash the paintbrush out and things like that. But that will be in a different podcast. I really just want to talk about the organization. So especially if you're a new teacher, think about a dedicated space for your supplies. Where are the wet medias going to be? Where are the dry medias going to be? Where are they going to put their artwork? Where are they going to store their artwork? Um, I have done portfolios in middle school, but because I teach quarter this school year, I'm actually going to forego a portfolio. I have always done digital portfolios in the past, and so um, I've done digital portfolios, portfolios, and um, regular portfolios with paper folded. And I think I'm going to have them do only digital this year and um, let them take their artwork home as they go, as they're on nine weeks. And then my artwork that they post in the portfolio for digital, I can go back and look and see which ones I want to pull for art shows and stuff. So that way there's ownership with their artwork. They can take it home and I'm not going to hold it in my classroom. And I'm really excited about this decision. I really toyed about it for a while, but I think I finally decided that. That you have your um, classroom visualization, you've thought about your tables and you've thought about your teacher space and where you're going to put your supplies, um, go ahead and draw like a little floor plan and mark it all out. I use graph paper, but you can use regular paper. Just plan it all out and have a little map for yourself and you can get really fun with it and label it and color code it. I'm not that extra. Um, I just can't. I've tried and I just, I can't, but if you want to do that, go for it. <laughs> My husband would be all about it. He is all about that extra little, he has a bullet journal journal and goes all for all those things. I, I just can't do it. So, but I do always make a map, a floor plan of my classroom and with the keywords and the mood and the feeling and the whole vibe that I want uh, going for it. Now for your personal organization, I love to buy a new planner every school year. And I know a lot of us, myself included, use a digital device. I have Google Calendar. I have um, so many things that I use on my phone, but there's nothing better than a teacher planner that you can just leave on your desk, especially when you have subs. Um, I just purchased a new planner for myself and I started writing in all the dates that I need to know. Um, I, I teach in quarters, uh, four quarters, and so I went ahead and wrote when the quarter starts and when it ends. And I wrote all the days that I have class and the days that we're out of school. So that way I can plan accordingly for my 41, 42, 43 days that I have each quarter. 
so I've decided I'm gonna wrap it up here because this um, first podcast really just kind of touches base on visualization and planning things out kind of just setting the tone for your school year and you know lightly touch on organization we'll go into more depth and detail with all these different things because it's just stuff you just can't cover in one day it's just way too much but I feel like this is a great overview and introduction to what my podcast will be offering hopefully I will have it a lot more organized and clear and I will have um a lot more insights and just whatever else. I'm just really excited about this journey of podcasting. I've, I've always wanted to do this guys. So I'm so glad you're here with me and I'm so glad you're listening. If you listen to this first podcast, make sure you like and subscribe and all the things that you're supposed to do and that people tell you to do. I'm still figuring it out. I've been a podcaster uh, as far as listening uh, forever, but this is my first uh, go of it myself and I'm encouraging you to do it too. It's really fun. I've been able to really see that you have to lesson plan a podcast just like you would um, in teaching. So um, if you love lesson planning and organization and all of that stuff, you may need to look into podcasting. I'm serious. So, um, but please follow me at the art teacher mentor on Instagram. That's where I'm at right now. And I would love to hear from you guys. And I'm so excited to start working on my second episode. So y'all have a great day and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.